Hey, what's up everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for joining us um, here on the Ryan and Krista Yusta podcast. I'm going to make you a promise today. I'm not going to get excited on this podcast. I'm not going to get rowdy. I promise you. I'm nursing my voice back to health. I have uh, preached it out the last four days at healing school and with another week and a day to go, I'm nursing it back to health. So you get to hear me when I sound like a smooth jazz radio host. Welcome to 941 Smooth Jazz, The Beat, your local home for the best in jazz. Anyway, so today uh, we're going to get into it here. There was a scripture that I was reading the other day, 2 Corinthians 6, and I was looking for that scripture that said, today is the day of salvation. Um, the verse right after that, though, caught my eye. The verses right after that, Paul um, uh, says here, he says, we put no obstacle in anyone's way. This is 2 Corinthians 6, verse 3. We put no obstacle in anyone's way so that no fault may be found with our ministry. Many of you listening to this are preparing for ministry. Many of you know you won't go into ministry, but as a servant of God, as a child of God, there's a standard um, for your life. And part of our life as Christians is living our lives so that we're not a stumbling block for someone else to get saved. There's a guy that I used to work with who um, uh, spoke like he was a Christian, but was a notorious alcoholic and, uh, you know, living with someone out of wedlock, like all the smokes, all the signs of this gambles, all the signs that this person does not serve Jesus Christ, but had grown up in a Christian home. So knew, I know Jesus died on the cross for my sins, but becomes a reproach because if I'm living my life as a Christian and I'm living holy and they look and someone says, yes, that looks like a Christian. And then they see the other guy living any way he wants. And he says, I'm a Christian. It dilutes the Christian pool. And so there's a standard for all of us as Christians, according to the Bible of how we ought to live. Paul here is going to give a standard of uh, ministry. But this podcast today will go into uh, both areas, whether you plan on being a minister or not. But he says here, I didn't put, we put no obstacle in anyone's way so that no fault may be found with our ministry. You know, that's such a huge key. The way you live your life in preparation for ministry, you need to live your life that there's no obstacle for your ministry. There was just a report that came out about a comedian, Christian comedian who, um, who was, there was accusations of, you know, illicit text messages. And I didn't read the whole article, but, you know, terrible things were a couple of years ago and who knows, maybe up until recent as well, where he's lived his life behind the scenes with something that will eventually catch up to him and not just affect his career. The worst part of this is not that, that it's a bump in his career. The worst part ultimately is that sin leads to separation from God. And so if he doesn't get this out of control, something like this could take him out, right? The next thing that it does is someone who's in the limelight becomes a reproach on the body of Christ. He becomes a reason in the same way that ministers uh, who have fallen over the years, people who have fallen into adultery. It doesn't affect just you. It affects the people who look up to you. There may be people who said, man, I don't really like most Christians, but I like that comedian. And then all of a sudden he's caught 
in this sin, and it brings a reproach on Christ. And so there's a standard that God has for us. Verse 4, but as servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way by great endurance, in afflictions, in hardships, in calamities, in beatings, in imprisonments, in riots, in labors, in sleepless nights, in hunger. I'm going to stop there and I'm going to jump over to this verse. Man, Paul, this dude was no joke. But um, so you can see here what he's talking about. If you read 2 Corinthians 11, I recommend you to. Uh, he was comparing himself. There were people who came in and were trying to be these super apostles. And he said, well, let me ju- let's just talk about this. He said, I speak as a fool. As a, a fool is someone who would boast. But he says, but 2 Corinthians 11, but whatever anyone else dares to boast of, I am speaking as a fool. I also dare to boast of that. Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they offspring of Abraham? So am I. Are they servants of Christ? I am a better one. I am talking like a madman, with far greater labors, far more imprisonments, with countless beatings, often near death. Five times I received at the hands of the Jews the forty lashes less one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I was adrift at sea. On frequent journeys, in dangers from rivers, dangers from robbers, dangers from my own people, dangers from Gentiles, dangers... Uh, in the city, dangers in the wilderness, danger at sea, danger from false brothers, in toil and hardship, through many a sleepless night, in hunger and thirst, often without food, in cold and exposure, and apart from other things, there is a, the daily pressure on me of my of uh, the pressure of all the churches. Who is weak and I am not? Who is made to fall and I am not indignant? You know, Paul understood that in his boasting. You know, he was a fool in boasting, but he did it so that they could see. And that encourages you because you're like, man, I haven't been beaten once. Maybe someone listening to this has been received blows because they love Jesus. I've never, he said countless beatings. He'd stopped counting how many beatings he had received for the gospel. Here we are in America and we can't go to all night prayer for 12 nights because it interrupts our uh, 12 hours because it interrupts our sleep schedule. Countless beatings. (laughs) Go on a fast? What do you mean not eat for a whole day? Makes you realize we don't have it too bad. We could maybe put a little more skin in the game. But then going back to 2 Corinthians 6, he says, uh, verse 6, by purity. Man, what a key to life. What a key to serving God. By purity. By purity. A pure life. A pure life. You know, there comes a point in your life as a Christian where there has to come a moment where you say, that is no longer an option for me. Just like for us with this podcast, maybe, I, maybe you know, someone would say, you could just skip a podcast. Your voice doesn't sound that good. You could just skip one. That's not an option. We haven't missed one yet. We're not starting now. It's not an option. We are going to record one. It doesn't matter what it takes. I'll, I'll, I'll call and get my voice synthesized through a computer to do a podcast if I need to, if I'm completely without a voice. We'll get it done, right? But there comes a point as a Christian where you have to say, going back to my former life is not an option. Going back and hanging out with that last girlfriend or boyfriend, even to hang out with him, is not an option. Going and hanging out with the people that I used to smoke weed with, it's not an option. Don't even go hang out with them. Don't even spend time with them. Invite them to church. If they come to church, and some of them, if it's an old girlfriend or boyfriend, don't even invite them to church. Send them to another church. Go to this church first. And, and, 
and figure it out. People need to distance themselves from their past. There are people who go and, and, and look back, and especially around Christmas time, you get back home or you get around family, and there's old people that you used to hang out with, and they're not good influences. And you think, I'm mature as a Christian. I'm going to hang out with them. Show your maturity as a Christian by distancing yourself from them and don't spend time with them. They're not a good influence on you. They're not going to lead you to Christ. Walk away. Maybe in 10 years when you're in the ministry and you're married and things are going great and they show up to a meeting, you can help get them delivered. But for now, walk away. That is not an option. Going back to a life of drugs, that is not an option. There needs to come a point where you say that. For me, that is not an option. I'm not going back to who I was. I'm not going back to my old way of living. That is not an option. I will serve God. You know, not everyone that you have in your life is a mission for you to get into heaven. There are people who are designed to destroy your life. Don't spend time with them. If every time you've hung out with them, it hasn't led you to be closer to God, it's pulled you away from Him, break all the ties with them. Don't spend time with them. You need to be on the course, single focus for the Lord. Verse 6, by purity, by knowledge. You know, as children of God, we should have a good knowledge of scriptures. As ministers, don't be lazy about the word of God. Study the scriptures. The Bible said, Paul said to Timothy, study to show yourself approved. You don't get approved by God. It's actually said, study to show yourself approved by God. You don't get approved by God as a minister until you've studied the word of God. And it's not like, oh, I studied for 30 minutes. Be a person who studies the word. Study the word constantly. Study the word constantly. The more of the word you get in your heart, the easier time you'll have with dealing with the, with the issues of life, with the, with the storms of life. By knowledge, there's a story in Ezekiel where Ezekiel, where God comes to Ezekiel, calls, catches him up by the Spirit. There's a valley of dry bones, dead bones, right? And God says to Ezekiel, Son of man, can these dry bones live again? And what does Ezekiel say? O Lord, thou knowest. He says, O Lord, thou knowest. He's basically saying, I don't know, Lord, but you know. For Ezekiel's defense, he was dealing in uncharted territories. A valley of dry bones is not a common thing, right? It's not a common thing. And so he said, I actually don't know, Lord, but you know. But so many Christians live their life. You know, do you think the Lord can come through for you? The Lord knows. Stop being lazy. Figure it out in the word of God. Can God come through for me? Is God willing to come through for me? Is he able? Is he willing? Where in his word does it say it? We, we prove ourselves as ministers in knowledge. And then it says, by patience. You know, that's a big thing. Many people want to grow and they want to like reach where they're supposed to be overnight. The Bible says you have need of patience, that after you have suffered a little while, that you would, that, that you would be able to inherit the promise. You know, we inherit the promises by patience. There's things we don't need patience for. You don't need patience to get born again. You don't actually need patience to get healed in your physical body because it's already been provided for. But there are things that you need patience for. Growing up into a full-grown child, no one is born again as a grown-up in the things of God. You need to grow and be willing to step by step, inch by inch. You don't see trees growing, but after a while, they've gotten bigger. So in patience, in kindness, in the Holy Spirit, by purity, by knowledge, by patience, by kindness, the Holy Spirit 
by genuine love, by truthful speech, and the power of God. If there's any, and I shouldn't need to say this, but if there's any untruthfulness on your lips, you have to get rid of it. The Bible is actually pretty clear. It says no one who's a liar who will make it into heaven will inherit the kingdom of God. It puts you in the same category as a fornicator. Liars don't make it in. Squash the habit of not telling the truth. Even if it costs you something, be willing to tell the truth every time and the power of God with the weapons of righteousness for the right hand and for the left through honor and dishonor, through slander and praise. We are treated as impostors and yet are true as unknown and yet well-known as dying and behold, we live as punished and yet not killed as sorrowful yet always rejoicing as poor yet making many rich as having nothing yet possessing everything. We have spoken freely to you, Corinthians. Our heart is wide open. You are not restricted by us, but you are restricted in your own affections. In return, I speak as to children, widen your hearts also. God has a plan for all of us, but it starts with us obeying the word, letting the word come in and affect our lives. Let it change. The power of God in the word is, listen to me on this, the power of God on in the word of God, the grace in the word is enough to give you strength to, to do what it says. So when God says, be pure, live holy, the Spirit of God has enough strength for you to live holy. It isn't like, Lord, I need you to strengthen me to live holy. He will strengthen you. He lives on the inside of you. It's about making the right decisions. Purity should be a part of your life. Truthfulness should be a part of your life. Knowledge of God's Word should be a part of your life. If you spend more time reading other books or on your phone, seriously, if you more look forward to Instagram than you do to spending time with the Word of God or with Jesus. This is from John G. Lake. I read this last night. He said, if I find that I'm, they didn't have Instagram in John G. Lake's day, but he said, if I find that I'm more excited to talk on the phone to somebody or to read book or to listen to cheap talk than I am to spend time with God, to spend time in his word and to spend time in prayer. If I'm more excited to spend time with other people, that means I'm backslidden in my spirit. That one hits hard. Because we make excuses. Oh, I need to stay up on the news. I need to see what people are doing. And people struggle to find time for the Bible. And it's very easy to find time for what's on their phone. Why don't you take two days and, and turn your app allowance to zero minutes and decide, I'm going to spend time with God and see what happens to your spiritual life. There are some small changes that can make that'll make a huge difference. Because if not now, then when? You wait till God's promoted you? I'll argue that God won't promote you until you're faithful. Until you're, this isn't about being legalistic, but until you study to show yourself approved, until you move forward, until you get a love for the Word of God. Everything comes out of your love for God. That's the podcast for today. Thanks for putting up with this voice. Please share the podcast if you haven't already. Thanks to everyone who's been posting on Instagram. I love you. Let's go up higher together. God is good. Let's get as much done for him as we can with our time on this earth. I love you. Bless you. We'll see you soon.